Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to week 28 of 2021 on planet Earth with Pamela Cuccinell and Susie Mazzoli. This is activespirituality.life. Pam is going to tell us all about the week, the the 28th week of the year, starting with Monday, July the 12th. And I'll see you soon for our meditation. Hello, hello. So we had that new moon on Friday, which was in the sign of cancer. And it was an echo sort of... um, blast after the um, eclipses that we had earlier in the summer. So what happens on the 12th on Monday is the moon goes void, of course, in the sign of Leo at 8.29 a.m. So the new moon on the 9th, you may have found a rather dynamic weekend this past weekend, a lot going on, a lot of... uh, new kind of starts or or I I, I think of uh, like lighting a uh, lighter where it's the ignition sparks before the flame really takes hold. And so some of us may be very, have been very active this past weekend and early in the morning on Monday, but as of 8.29 a.m. Eastern time, the moon goes void, of course, and it's void, of course, all day. So the void, of course, moon sets up a time when we are not feeling that attached to the outcome of things. And there's no emotional glue. So in Leo, there's, of course, been so much jazzed up that may have happened over the weekend and early in the morning. And then suddenly, we may not be aware of it, and it may be touching certain parts of personal horoscope because Leo Moon will be traveling through your horoscope. It may be in a certain house. It may touch a certain point in your horoscope. So for you personally, there could still be a lot of juice in this, but the overall weather is that people can get very excited, very boisterous, very dynamic, a lot going on, and yet nothing really sticks. And so you want to know what's your personal horoscope to know if you're going to actually do something with all that fire that's shooting around, or if it's just kind of a, a time to say, oh, let's play, Let's absorb some uh, cultural stimulus. Let's dance. Let's 
knock around some design ideas. Let's um, do something that energizes us or has us feel very connected with childlike wonder. And all that is fabulous. The only caveat here is be aware that anything contractual or follow through or long-term commitment, you want to be very sure that that void, of course, moon is making some connection with your personal horoscope in order to have the ability to go the distance. The other thing I want to mention is there's a picture in the sky between Mercury and Jupiter which speaks a lot about ideas and common heart. So I see this as being a lovely time to make those kind of connections that feel very deep and compassionate and, and where you, you feel seen. For those people who work in the arts, this can be a very creative period, not necessarily breaking into something new, but staying with something that you're working, reworking, discovering, unearthing, that really hits high notes of connectivity. Because art, whether it's writing, music, uh, visual arts, what the actual deep piece of it is, is when someone, it's speaking to someone else. They may not understand why they're feeling or relating or responding exactly in the way they are, but that's the sort of thing that can happen. And it can also happen in just a, observance or hearing or witnessing capacity again because of the void of course moon it's it's not necessarily going to be anything that changes your life or or does something that has a a impact that will be sustainable but it can be incredibly enriching and a warm and delightful experience. So the moon enters Virgo at 4.30 a.m. next day on Tuesday, the 13th. And once it's in Virgo, now we're really utilizing the energy of that new moon in Cancer, which means it's a perfect time to keep unfolding and working whatever the idea of fresh start, new beginning was. It's really going to be coming together in a very impactful way. With the Virgo moon over the next couple of days into Wednesday, we are, the emphasis in life is anything that has to do with routine, health, service, activities with small animals, uh, gardening, things that have to do with the richness of focus on the details of everyday life. And that may sound meh to some people, like what's interesting in that, but it actually is in many ways the most interesting 
um, piece or one of the most, actually all 12 signs have intrinsic parts that we need in order to be a fully dimensional person. But with Virgo, it's asking us to what I call go to your well, get into the the quiet time of looking at the moment, taking in the breath, really being in the moment, being very present. And the more present we are, the more able we are to take advantage of the moment. And so on Tuesday, there's a picture in the sky between Venus and Mars in the sign of Leo. Very, very dynamic energy. Anyone who's born with a a Mars-Venus conjunction, this is a kind of revisit, regardless of sign. But it's, it's saying to you, how do you marry those two pieces of uh, how we receive love, how we go for what we want, how we express desire, how we consider what's of value to us and how we bring into our lives through assertive and um, action that has to do with desire, how we actually bring in what we're able to receive. And so these two planets, when they're together, are, are this beautiful complement to one another that gives us a sense of being able to receive what it is we desire in, in perfect balance. Because sometimes what happens, and especially this is emphasized depending on your personal relationship with Mars and Venus, For some of us, we go, go, go. You know, we're always working towards or shooting forward or asserting because our our receiving muscle isn't that well developed. Other people have a very passive sort of, let me just let it come to me way of working. And for some of us, based on our personal horoscope, It works just fine one way or the other. But all pieces of who we are want to be recognized for a fully dimensional human. So this day is an opportunity to just kind of look at how do you receive and how do you go for what it is you desire in this lifetime and see, just note how in balance they are or if you're in a nice little sink at a certain point in the day. Uh, Overall, Tuesday and Wednesday are absolutely fabulous for regenerative energy, for going through some sort of personal transformation, whatever it is that you want to address to make a change or do something that lets you feel as though you are in control of your destiny. But it's not a push hard kind of energy. It's a energy that has to do with, let me follow this path and see where it leads me and know that I'm prepared to deal with or act upon anything that I need to do when the situation presents itself. Because Virgo is about being present, 
to what is before us. Wednesday, the only thing I want to add to what I was saying for Tuesday is that in the early morning, we may have a kind of spontaneous, hey, let's do it this way, which may not be exactly in the plan, but that can be what allows things to accelerate or move in a direction that we hadn't quite thought we were going to go, but actually makes a lot more um, sense to the overall outcome of where we want to go. In the evening, when we get to when we get to the evening, there's a, a tug from uh, the Moon-Neptune opposition that basically is saying, you need to you need to be quiet and kind of center on what is coming through for you to hear. So to say that a little more plainly, when we're in the whole mode of doing, which is very Virgoan, it's like uh, I'm going to go through the ritual of uh, making breakfast, eating breakfast, cleaning up breakfast, exercising, um, showering, uh, going through the work of my day, dot, 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 dot. Like we have our whole game plan mapped out. Some of us do. But Neptune in the mix is saying, you are not listening to what's available to you when you stop the routine. So a better way of explaining this is hiking. You know, I, I, I love to walk in nature, but I'm not really a power hiker. Never happen. <laughs> Although, actually, well, we won't go back there. But in scouting at, at points, I was this was what is, was expected to me, and I was always going off the trails looking for the blueberry bushes. But anyway, whatever. So, with with being in the woods and walking on a trail, there are ways to do it, and there's nothing wrong with hiking and having goals, et cetera, et cetera. But Let's say you're on a hike and you're on a 10 mile hike and you're going through the woods and you have like, okay, I'm going to be here at a certain hour. I'm going to break for lunch and then I'm going to be there. Part of the Neptunian experience of the hike is that you're in nature. So that means that as you're hiking, you want to make time to hear the birds, which actually you hear better when you're stopping the crunching of the brush and everything and you're quiet. And so, or you can stop and listen. And perhaps if you're very lucky, after 10 minutes, 20 minutes of just stillness, you'll see a coyote run across the field or a family of turkeys, or there are all kinds of wonder depending on where you are. Uh, so it's important to pause in that time. So what I can see is that 
Wednesday and Tuesday may be, for many of us, very busy days, like a lot getting done, even if you're just lying on a table and receiving therapeutic work and your body's going through a lot of healing. So when we get to the evening, we're especially more later evening, we're really being asked to pause. So you're not necessarily on a power hike in the woods in the evening, Although I'm giving you Eastern time, so depending on where you are in the world, you might be. But you are being asked to pause, be quiet. For some of us, it's a lovely time to take a bath or um, swim if we have that available to us. Or be somewhere where we can just sort of be quiet and look at the sky or the water or the stars. But we're being asked to listen, to be quiet, to receive. And as we do that, as we get towards uh, the later part of the evening into the wee hours, and, and again, depending on where you are on the planet, the moon goes void, of course, at 2.46 a.m. Uh, early Thursday on the 15th. So that window of late evening, the the 14th into the wee hours of the 15th is really about allowing, allowing spirit to enter. Of course, spirit's always there, but we're, we're not really always paying attention and, and to listen. And this will regenerate someone who's in the arts or um, someone who's trying to find a solution. Uh, I, the plumber I had last week said, I'm not a problem solver. I'm a solution finder. <laughs> so there we go. And uh, that's a very Neptunian thing to think about, too, plumbing <laughs> and Pluto as well. So this is, these are dynamic days, and a lot of solutions can be encountered when we allow them and don't try to find them all through the sweat of our own brow, but that we listen for opportunities that will reveal. So Thursday morning, we have a void, of course, moon in Virgo. Uh, also, there's a Sun-Neptune picture in the sky, which emphasizes this, what I was just talking about, about spiritual communion. Some people don't like that word, but spiritual connection, the, the deepening into just having it be one. Oneness, that's a good word. So the moon enters Libra at 10.32 a.m. Just know that if you've mapped out your day um, the night before or even better because then you just wake up that morning and you just sort of stay in the routine. You know what you're doing. If you don't have any set plans with the moon and Virgo void, of course, you can find yourself cleaning out your sock drawer and then suddenly looking up and thinking, oh God, I was supposed to be out of the house half hour ago. So you, you don't want to kind of go down the rabbit hole of a chore. You didn't know what you were, <laughs> that you were doing. You want to 
kind of have like a, a schedule so you know what you're doing, even if it's just sitting by the window for three hours, that's great. But once the moon enters Libra, then we're in more action activity. It's not a comfortable day for many of us because um, the Libra moon is is encouraging conversation, uh, mitigation, litigation, and yet we have Chiron is going retrograde. So for many of us, it's going to feel like the wound is apparent. And so what that means is that we may not recognize that there's a wound, uh, whether in us or someone near us or someone we're dealing with. But with a retrograde, there can be a remember this, you know, because it's it's like people forget. Um, uh, my my daughter hurt her finger, and it's been taking a long time to heal. And so she goes about her work doing things all the time, but there are limitations with what she can do. So she looks. 100% functional, but she's not. And people forget that there's a wound. And so that's what this day is about. This day is about what is the wound. It may be yours, it may be someone else's, but it kind of rears its head. And it may be fleeting, the recognition of it, but it's letting us know it's there for a reason. And Ignoring it is not the best course. Knowing it's there, recognizing it, seeing it, and addressing it or uh, acknowledging it, that's accurate. But to um, suppress it or ignore it, it's it's because Chiron's retrograde for a while. It's going to be a theme. So Friday the 16th, uh, again, we have this Libra energy that's trying to relate and power struggles. So if you find yourself in discussions that have to do with money, power, um, who's, you know, who's got what, and you feel like there is no give, uh, you're probably right there's not a lot of give over the next couple of days. Doesn't mean you can't have the conversations, but just know that someone is going to want to end up like in control. And that may be what needs to happen for a period of time, but the whole art of it is to negotiate, reveal, and understand where the power struggle is. A lot can be accomplished over these days. It's just if you find yourself in these kind of discussions, that's what's going on. So at 7.03 a.m. on Saturday, the moon is void, of course, and it's void for the morning into mid-afternoon when it enters the sign of Scorpio at 2.38 p.m. And whew. This is a afternoon that is really, it's, it can be so powerful, auspicious, transformational, especially for people who were doing their homework the past few days, like really looking at where the power struggles were and what needs to tip 
or be renegotiated. And there can be a face-off or head-to-head that happens in the evening on this day. It may not be personal. It may be something that you just see in the news. It may be something that happens to someone you know. It depends on your personal horoscope. But the important thing to know is that energetically, this day, once we get into the Scorpio moon mid-afternoon through Sunday, these are really powerhouse transformation revelatory days. So use them for your best your best self. And now I turn it over to Susie. Use it for your best self. Some of us have trouble with that, <laughs> trying to identify. Well, the intention is everything. Exactly. Again, it's like don't presuppose, just keep the intention. So, Pam, I thought um, we should perhaps do a meditation around wound, considering um, the, the lovely, yeah, the Chiron retrograde, and um, so is it is Chiron going retrograde at a particular time? Uh, yes, uh, good point. It goes retrograde at twelve forty-one p.m. on Thursday, the fifteenth. Okay. And how long is that retrograde for? It's it's not a couple of weeks. Oh, so wait a minute. Kind of energy will be around us for a while. It will be around us for a while. And Chiron's been an interesting um, trip because of the Neptune and Pisces. We're really we're really being asked to. Um, understand the wounds which you know you see in countries like the united states that is grappling with old uh, wounds that have been buried for so long and how that you know you you just can't keep this stuff buried and <laughs> i think your dog might agree on that yeah okay i gotta i gotta go in answer to your question, Chiron Direct, December 19th, 2021. Okay, so we'll jump into the meditation. I always love it when animals really just like speak up and let us know. <laughs> so everyone, take a breath. Settle down. Feel yourself just deepening into that meditation stage. Feel your body deepening in. And then, as we said, let's concentrate today on this idea of wound. And we can have uh, physical wounds. We can have emotional wounds. Uh, we can also have wounds that um, happened a long, long time ago and things that are happening now or things that happened recently. These wounds can be created by other people 
or by situations or conditions or they can be wounds that have been self-inflicted. So just for a tiny moment now, just visualise yourself like a, like a little cartoon character and just see all of the spots on your body or in your heart or in your head that you might consider wounds. Noting that the body has a memory and remembers things. And just take a moment to draw that little map of yourself for yourself. Just take a moment to do that. You might mark a spot with an X where you fell off a horse and broke your arm, where you mark an X on your heart where your heart was broken in a love relationship. All of those places of our wounds and we might notice too that some of those wounds tend to perhaps get scar tissue or perhaps they don't heal very quickly or they remain tender. And in some cases we might re-injure ourselves or we might fall into a pattern with um, emotional wounds that, that the same type of wound keeps happening. So just notice if there's any kind of re-triggering or any, any kind of situation where that wound is particularly tender or, or, or staying in that place. And as you do that, as you notice that in your body and in your mind, notice how much attention or how much energy, how many thoughts or how many feelings, or if you have something that's particularly painful, just notice how much of your energy goes to that place, whether it's like 100% of the time or 2% of the time. Just notice how much energy is involved with that. And as you understand that, let's go a little bit deeper into the wound or into the wounds and really feeling them. Just for a moment, just really feeling those wounds and feeling the energy, feeling the sensation. And if you're able to, just try and go into like a, a very general sense of how do I feel emotionally from these wounds? 
or from this one wound? Like, how do I feel? And you might come up with, I feel hurt, or I feel betrayed, or I feel sad, or I feel angry, or any one of the millions of things that we get to feel as human beings in this precious human life. And as you feel it, it will be very uncomfortable. It's a wound. It's uncomfortable. It hurts us. But just allow yourself just for a few moments, instead of ignoring or hiding or trying to get away from it, just for a few moments, allow yourself to experience that feeling, that pain. Allow yourself to really be in it. And just deepen into it. And as you go deep into it, just see if you can go so, so deep that you actually reach the bottom of it, like the bottom of the barrel, the end of the tunnel. See if you can reach so deeply into it that you can experience the all-encompassing pain of it, feeling it on its deepest level in all ways, in all areas, so that it's all-encompassing. It becomes everything. It becomes everything that you feel, see, know, hear just for a moment to experience its full expanse. And then you've done it, you've experienced it. It's happened. And what is it that you learn from this? What is it that you are able to take from this as a spiritual lesson? Something that is beneficial, something that helps to transform you. That every single wound we get, every single wound we make for ourselves, every single wound that we walk into everything that happens to us. In all of that pain, there is always a very strong spiritual lesson for us. Perhaps it's to live with less ego, to take things less personally, to be more compassionate to be more wise. So as you deepen into that lesson, know that now every time something happens, every time you're getting hurt, you can say, uh-huh, 
this is my opportunity to learn something. This is my chance to grow, to transform. How can I turn this around? How can I see this in a different way? How can I approach this with the mind of a great enlightened master so that I'm no longer being wounded and hurt and that I can live this life with joy, with tremendous joy, allowing all of my experiences to be lessons, teaching me always to be more open, more spiritually grounded. And as we take a few deeper breaths, feeling the love, feeling the light, feeling the excitement. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Pam, for our wonderful forecast. And see everybody next week. Thanks so much. Have a great week, folks. Love now. Bye. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.